Jazz Podcast. Scientists create a device that can mass-produce human embryos. This will be an interesting topic to see what people have to say about this. Let's hear in. Scientists have invented a device that can quickly produce large numbers of living entities that resemble very primitive human embryos. Researchers welcomed the development, described Wednesday in the journal Nature, as an important advance for studying the earliest days of human embryonic development. But it also raises questions about where to draw the line in manufacturing synthetic human life. Other scientists have previously created synthetic embryos, which are also known as embryoids. These entities are made by coaxing human stem cells to form structures found in very early human embryos. The research has raised questions about how similar to complete embryos they could and should be allowed to become. The new work takes such research further by creating a method that can rapidly generate relatively large numbers of embryoids. This new system allows us to achieve a superior efficiency to generate these human embryo-like structures, says Giant Thing Fu, an associate professor of biomedical engineering at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, who led the research. Fu calls the step an exciting new milestone for this emerging field that should significantly improve the ability of scientists to study early human development. Such human embryo-like structures have a lot of potential to open what we call the so-called black box of human development, Fu says. He's referring to the first few weeks after a sperm fertilizes an egg, when the embryo is inside a woman's body and hard to study. A long-standing guideline bars scientists from conducting research on embryos in their labs beyond 14 days of development for ethical reasons. Fu says the ability to produce large numbers of embryoids, which are not subject to the 14-day guideline, will hopefully provide scientists with new insights into important health issues, including how to prevent birth defects and miscarriages. In addition, researchers could use the embryoids to screen drugs, to help determine whether the medications are safe for pregnant women to take. Such research can lead to a lot of good, Fu says. Other scientists agree. It's a major advance in the knowledge of early human development, says Ali Bribbenlau, an embryologist at the Rockefeller University in New York. We're opening up windows to aspects of development that we have never seen before. This knowledge is really the holy grail of human embryology. Other scientists and bioethicists agree, but they also caution that FUS research raises sensitive issues. This team needs to be very careful not to model all aspects of the developing human embryo, so that they can avoid the concern that this embryo model could one day become a baby if you put it in the womb, says In Soo-hyun, a bioethicist at Case Western Reserve University and Harvard Medical School. Because of such concerns, Fu says he purposefully made embryoids that are not complete models of full human embryos. They only resemble a portion of the human embryo, the core of the early human embryo, Fu says. They are missing key structures, such as the early stages of the placenta and yolk sac, which provide nourishment to embryos. I understand that there may be people sensitive when you see that you can massively produce organized embryonic structures. People will be concerned. I understand that. I guess we are pushing the boundary, Fu says. But I want to make 100% clear that we have no intention of trying to generate a synthetic structure that, 
Looks like a complete human embryo, Fu says. We have zero intention to do that. Others praised Fu's approach, saying going further would be highly problematic. That would be sort of a very early sort of Frankenstein model, right? Taking different parts and stitching them together in order to try to create an organism, says Daniel Solmazi, a bioethicist at Georgetown University. If somebody tried to do it and it were even at the earliest stages of embryonic development, and they tried to then let it develop further, that would be a problem, Solmazi says. The device Fu created is a thin silicone square. The plate contains four wells around a narrow channel. The scientists place stem cells, either human embryonic stem cells or induced pluripotent stem cells, which can be made from adult cells, into the device. Next, the researchers add to adjoining wells chemicals that stimulate the cells to grow key structures of human embryos. Each device can produce about a dozen embryos in just a few days, Fu says and that enables the scientists to produce hundreds of the structures by using many of the devices simultaneously. The rapid advances in embryoid creation have prompted the International Society for Stem Cell Research to launch a review of its guidelines. If these embryo models end up being complete and are built to have all the components of natural embryos, they should be subject to the same 14-day rule that limits research with natural human embryos, Hyun says. That's one more reason to avoid modeling the whole thing at once. Synthetic embryos. According to that uh, article, or what was just uh, read out to you, uh, these scientists are now playing God, creating and killing what could be a possibility a, a baby. Um, as it said in there, they're going to make sure that it does not start to form as a child inside the embryo but yes but yet it still lacks certain uh, nutritions uh, genetics whatever else it, it was stating there but to me it's still a part of of a child because once the uh, the cells start uh, dividing and multiplying and whatnot it starts to be creating a um, a living being so the scientists are now going to say that oh, we're going to make sure it doesn't become a baby we're going to kill it before that that time happens um, then they want to use well like I said like the Frankenstein theory here you know start using bits and pieces off of one onto another and creating some kind of thing organisms what they say i believe that's what they they call it it was an organism uh yes and no is what i think uh yeah maybe a great idea to study on uh what may cause uh miscarriages uh having a uh, uh what could cause um down syndromes and you know, drugs having some kind of effect on on the child, but still, I, I go for that. But no, on creating these synthetics. I'm gonna say it synthetic human, because somebody's gonna have a bright idea, and they're gonna let it go. Let's see how far this thing can grow. Um. And see how far it can become a human. What kind of human is it going to turn into? Uh, 
you know, uh, pretty soon they're going to start, you know, be able to um, give it its own eye colors, its own hair colors, uh, change its sex, and so on. But, yeah, so, it's just something to talk about there. Now, here's the one that says the scientists built a synthetic embryo, but this is in the, uh, let's see here, Dutch scientists have built a synthetic embryo in their laboratory using mouse cells other than sperm and eggs. Well, that's interesting to hear. So we're going to go ahead and play that one. Let you all hear about this. And and hopefully, I hope everybody here will comment and tell me what you all think. If anybody's listening in. And having a little trouble trying to get the play button to go here. I'm trying to get it all worked out. And it just just doesn't want to work for me right now. So stand by. Okay, got it fixed. Here we go. The stem cell breakthrough, described in Nature Journal, is not for cloning people or animals, but about understanding why many pregnancies fail at an early stage. Implantation. The embryos, made in a dish, attached to the womb lining of live female mice and grew for a few days. Studying the process could help human fertility, experts say. Early miscarriage. Many miscarriages occur before a woman is even aware she is pregnant. When the fertilized egg does not manage to implant in the womb. Not fully understand why this occurs, although it is likely to be linked to abnormalities in the growing embryo. Studying how early embryos develop is tricky both ethically and technically. Using stem cells, rather than sperm and eggs, to make model embryos could offer a plentiful supply for scientific research. Large numbers stem cells are immature cells that can turn into many different types in the body during early life and growth. Dr. Nicholas Riveron, from the Merlin Institute of Maastricht University, and his team created the embryo-like structures by mixing two types of stem cells from mice. Under the microscope, they looked identical to real early embryos or blastocysts with the same spherical ball of cells that would usually go on to make the placenta and baby. The researchers were then able to observe it in plan in mice, something that hasn't been done before, although other scientists have created stem cell embryos for research. Dr. Riveron told the BBC, We can now generate extremely large numbers of these embryos and study them in detail. It could help us understand why some embryos fail to implant and let us screen for drugs that might help with fertility. He said there were no plans yet to repeat the results using human stem cells. That would require approval. Robin Level Badge, an expert at the UK's Francis Crick Institute, said the prospects for obtaining human embryo-like structures in this way was currently very remote. This is a pity for basic research because it would be very useful to have a limitless supply of human blastocyst-like stage embryos to understand the relevant cell cell interactions required to make normal embryos and to study mechanisms of implantation. However, it may come as a relief to others that such a method of producing many genetically identical human embryo-like structures that might be capable of implantation is not feasible.
even if it would be illegal to implant them into women. As is clearly the situation in the UK, Dr. Harry Leach, group head at the MRC London Institute of Medical Sciences and honorary clinical lecturer at Imperial College London, said it was the most successful attempt so far at building an early embryo from stem cell lines. Dr. Dusko Ilick, a stem cell expert at King's College London, said, This is the first time that scientists have been able to shed a light on the molecular mechanisms of implantation and these findings may help us to understand more about some aspects of infertility and improve outcomes of assisted reproduction. There you go. My question is, are they doing this to clone people? Are they really doing this for scientific work? To find out um, certain drugs, miscarriages, so on and so forth? Or do you consider this to be killing what possibly could be an unborn child? Like in the first episode that said... Um, they're not going to let it get that far. But I'm pretty sure, like I said, somebody's going to have a wild hair, and they're going to try it and see what if, um, how far they can go with this. Uh, step the boundaries, cross that line, push the envelope. And this is going to be a short episode, but uh, I'm curious to know what you all have to say or about it but so please email me and I'll uh, read your emails on my show so you can email me at sspodcast at yahoo.com and I'm hoping to hear from you I like to know what you think about this uh, do you think they're actually going to clone people uh, or do you consider it to be m- murder We all have our opinions. Thank you for listening, and I hope to hear from you all soon. Email again is sspodcast at yahoo.com. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to SNS Podcast. If you have a show idea, or if you would like to be on the show, which I really hope you would like to be, Send me an email to sspodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's sspodcast at yahoo.com. And I might use your email on the next and upcoming show. And you can also send me a message. There's a message button along with a donate button, which will be very appreciative to help keep the show up and going. Thank you again for listening to S&S Podcast.